I suppose uh, hearing this gospel at different you know, times would lead to different responses from sort of the, the culture that hears it about uh, the devil, uh, about evildoers, about weeds being burned, and about people being destroyed for all of eternity. That might be received with a certain amount of, of fear and trepidation. I think one of the problems we face today is nobody thinks they're a weed. Everybody just assumes they're wheat. We have this sort of collective evaluation that everybody is just going to go to heaven and everybody's great no matter what they did because, you know, they had a good heart. They did their best. So let's, let's go back and, and do a little bit of a catechesis about Satan because it seems like uh, there's a lot of confusion here. Satan is not the opposite of God. Satan is the opposite of the archangel Michael, if you will. God created all sorts of creatures. And some of those he created in our time, in our reality, in our world, in our universe. But some of those he created outside of time, in eternity with him. God is naturally creative. And the reason he creates is to share his goodness and love. And so he created these beings called angels. Now, angels are not human beings, and human beings do not become angels because we're different types of beings. Angels are pure spirit. But they have intellect and will. An angel can choose freely. Now, why would God give angels the ability to choose freely. Why would he bestow upon angels free will? Because he desired to create beings that could not only receive his love, but could return his love. The Lord desired to have some creatures that he could truly be in relationship with. So he creates the angels, gives them free will. Now, one of the things is that the angels in eternity behold God as he is. There's no confusion about who is God. There's no questioning. There's no, uh, like, like we would say, you know, for those of us here uh, living with the effects of, of original sin, we'd say those are principally a darkened intellect and a weakened will. It's harder to know what the truth is and it's harder to do the good because of the effects of original sin. Now, the angels had none of that. So when, when they saw God after their creation, they beheld him as God. They knew he was God. There was no doubt in their mind who he was. And also, their freedom was completely unencumbered by anything. Therefore, their first act was going to be either fully for God or fully against God. And those angels that chose against God, not to love God, we call devils. And prince among them is, of course, Satan. Now, the, the angels remain angels because they use their freedom to choose for God. All right. 
So another way of looking at this is Jesus believes in Satan. Jesus fully believes in Satan. In fact, Jesus knows Satan better than Satan knows himself because Jesus created him. Because God created beings who could rebel. The question, though, is why? Now, I've already kind of answered it, but we'll go through it again. Because, well, this kind of goes back to the whole baby Hitler thing. You've heard that dilemma. It's not really a dilemma. If you knew Hitler was going to be Hitler when he was a baby, would you have... Which, of course, is... No, of course you wouldn't. You couldn't. Because on one hand, you wouldn't really know what might occur. But also, to punish someone before they've actually done something wrong is, is of course, a grave injustice. But why would God allow creatures who would rebel? And the reason why he, he allows the wheat to grow among the weeds is because of free will. Much of the evil, most of the evil that exists in the world is a result of the misuse of free will. And so God creates beings, the angels, but then also mankind. He creates us with freedom of the will because he desires a relationship. He wants to not only bestow his love, he can bestow his love on anything, any creature. But the dog doesn't love the master back. You might say, Father, you don't know dogs. I do indeed. My dog, Ella, you would think loves me, but I know that she does not. And I tell her frequently, you're only licking me because of what I do for you. This is a purely conditional relationship. This is not unconditional love. I know it and you know it. Actually, you don't know it because you don't have reason, but that's another point. I get bored a lot. Um, <laughs> so God creates, you know, it's, we, we generally think of, of the animals, but he, but, he, but he loves all of his creation. But not all of his creation can love him in return. Only those with free will. And intellect, actually. And so he creates us desiring to have that relationship, desiring for us to, to, to give that love back to him. This is what he desires. This is what the Godhead enjoys for all of eternity. The Father loving the Son, the Son loving the Father, the existence of that love is the Holy Spirit. For all of eternity, God exists in this communion of love, and so naturally when he creates in his image, which is only said of man and the angels, Part of being in his image is the ability to be in that communion of love. To be able to receive and return love as he does. But it's a risk. Think of it this way. Um, Some of you have had teenagers. I'm sorry. Some of you are teenagers. I, I love you. I'm sorry you're going through teenagers are like the worst. It's, it's just incredibly difficult. Um, but one of the things that parents and teenagers have to work through is the whole freedom thing. 
you know, at what point do you decide they can, I mean, when they're younger, they can actually, you know, go out and do something on their own or with a friend? And then they get their driver's license. Well, and then how much can they drive? Where can they drive? How much freedom? Right? And, and as they get older, you know that as a parent, you have to give them more freedom. And the reason is because they, they'll never grow if they, don't, if they don't know how to use that freedom. But by giving them that freedom, they're going to they're gonna fail. Just about every teenager here has been grounded. And just about everybody who's old has been a teenager and has been grounded. I spent most of my high school years grounded. I am not exaggerating. It's <laughs> absolutely true. But you know that when you give freedom, that that teenager may use that freedom well, but sometimes they won't. And unfortunately, sometimes disastrously, they will misuse their freedom. But you know, to, to bring them into a fully free individual, they have to be able to choose good and evil. They have to have that opportunity. I mean, think of it another way. You cannot grow in virtue. This is what I say to parents who are, who are overprotective. And they, they kind of shelter their kids. Your kids are not growing in virtue by never encountering the ability to be vicious, to, to engage in vice. If, if somebody ha- never has the occasion to lie, they never, have the, they never grow the resources and the strength to uphold the truth. All right? And so as, as you're giving them that freedom as they get older, you're hoping they use it well, but it's, it's a growth. It's an element of growth and maturity that they have to go through. And we hope that as we get older, we're able to use our freedom in, in a very responsible way in many different avenues. So with God, if he wants beings, and he does, that can give him love back, and, and not conditional love, but unconditional love, and that's what he's after, then by giving that freedom and that ability, he also has beings who can choose not to, and can choose not to unconditionally. And he has chosen to honor this freedom all the way till the end. My last point. How do you know if you're weeds or if you're wheat? And what if you're a weed and you know it? What do you do? Well, obviously, somebody who's wheat is one who is trying to love the Lord the best they can and is actually pursuing the good actively, not just sort of, you know, theoretically, yes, I love God, do you ever go to church? No. Do you, do you do good things? Not really. Do you ever pray? No. But I love God. Really, because love is an action. It's a verb. It's not just a verb, but it is a verb. So if we're not loving God, if we're not, and right now I understand the going to church thing, if you're not watching at home, right, if you're not trying to do something, then maybe the wheat that used to be is withering away. But what if you're a weed and you know it? 
Number one, understand what could happen. God cannot have beings with him for eternity that are not like him. In heaven, there are, there are only two types of beings, as it were. Well, I might say three if we count the angels. But in this sense, there's either God or there are those beings who love God fully. You cannot be in heaven if you do not love God fully. And not the sentiment, I love God, but the action of loving God. Because in eternity, that's what it will be. Ourselves enmeshed with divinity for all of eternity. A being who doesn't desire that, who's never lived that way, who's never acted as though they desire that, who rejects God, would be miserable in heaven. And even though they would be in hell and they would be in misery, they wouldn't understand their misery to be misery. C.S. Lewis, the doors of hell are locked from the inside. People have chosen to live in their rebellion for all of eternity. It's not that God doesn't want to get to them. It's that they don't want to let him in. And so the person who is becoming more and more a weed is somebody who will not let God in. Somebody who will not submit to God's love. And therefore, God has no other choice but to consign them to the place where there is not God for all of eternity. If you're a weed, it's not too late. God's mercy is so great. If you think you're kind of in the middle, it's not too late. God's mercy is always there for us until we die. After death, it's too late. But in this life, it is not. There is time, there is room for repentance, for opening of the heart, for desiring God, for turning back to him. We need but humble ourselves and accept all of the goodness he has to give us.